Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome into Brewcast from Maze and Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Luke Giardi here with you. Probably going to be a, a bit of a shorter show here today. Just by myself here this week for you on Brewcast. Uh, Scotty, he's going to be back probably in a couple of weeks. So we'll have uh, some fill-ins here and there for you over the next couple of weeks. Look forward to having Scotty back on the show come next month but here recording with you on Tuesday night May 10th as we head into Wednesday May 11th and the offseason uh just continues for the University of Michigan obviously a lot of question marks surrounding the basketball program we're going to talk a little bit about Caleb Houston uh, after receiving the invite to the NBA draft combine we also have uh some football to maybe start looking forward to a little bit as bet online has released odds to win the Big 10 conference championship for the upcoming football season so it's never too early to start talking a little football August is going to be here before you know it camp's going to start in Labor Day in that first game of the season uh is going to be here before you know it there's no question about that so we got some fun for you here tonight. Again, what should be a little bit of a shorter brewcast, but uh, we're going to have some fun with it here. Let's first get into Caleb Houston a little bit as uh, the news did come out that uh, Caleb Houston has received an invite to the NBA Draft Combine. This came after uh, we were thinking maybe he was going to get an invite to that NBA G League Elite camp, you know, as, as a potential thing. Uh, Eli Brooks did get invited to that, my, by the way. But Caleb Houston uh, getting an invite to the draft combine. I don't know if this is necessarily a shock 
or anything like that, but but this is a pretty big deal. Now, this does not mean that Caleb Houston is for sure not going to be come back coming back to Michigan uh, here this year because at the end of the day, 69 players receive an invite to the NBA Draft Combine. Only 60 can get drafted. So nine of those players that go to the NBA Draft Combine are for sure not getting drafted uh, here this year. So there's still definitely decision to be made for Caleb Houston. However, it does, I feel like, significantly increase the chances that he does stay and keep his name in the NBA draft. Actually, according to uh, Ant Wright, over the last two years, about 90% of NBA draft combine invitees did stay in the draft. Now, obviously, for every 100 players, that's 10 that didn't go. And obviously, Caleb Houston could very much be one of those 10, given you know the, the kind of feedback that he gets throughout this process here. And... I don't know. There's still a lot of question marks surrounding him. We'll see how he does do in the NBA draft combine. Now, I mean, he is an interesting NBA prospect. There's no question about it. He's a 6'8", you know, kind of stretch forward, 205 pounds. And that's the thing too, right? Is that what exactly is Caleb Houston? I think he really is a natural four. I don't think he was helped out a lot this year by some of the lineups that were played. I don't think he really got to play that natural position as much as he could have. He he didn't produce the way we thought, you know, this big five-star touted recruit was going to come in and play. But let's not get it twisted. Caleb Houston did produce for this team, even if it wasn't, you know, at the rate in which we thought he was going to produce. And he did show flashes of brilliance throughout the season as well. At the end of the day, he did average in double figures. You know, I still think that he was probably a bit of a snub uh, on the All-Big Ten rookie team, but he scored 10.1 points per game, grabbed four rebounds a game, would like to see that number a little higher. you think the NBA would as well, given his his height. Um and but again, didn't he played out on the perimeter quite a bit? Guarding perimeter players didn't play what I believe is that natural four position. Uh, showed a little playmaking ability, 1.4 assists. He shot 38.4 percent from the field, and he did shoot a respectable 35.5 percent from deep. Though we thought that number was going to be a little higher too. We kind of expected Caleb Houston to come in and be almost a 40 percent three point shooter, given you know the body of work that he had coming out of Canada, his profile. We thought that that clip was going to be a little more, but when he was on, man, he was on. When he saw that first one go down, this guy is a guy that could get streaky, and ultimately with more work and consistency at getting that shot down, maybe with a little more comfortability, he very much could be that guy that is knocking down perimeter shots at the next level, which I think think is why he would probably be an intriguing prospect uh, to some NBA teams. He did start all 34 games at Michigan. You know, I mean, this guy, he's durable. He's someone who showed consistency that he was in the starting lineup night in and night out. He's a big player. And another thing that he's got going for him is he's so young. I mean, he just turned 19 in January. Like, he could have been a high schooler this past year, playing high school ball, chose to come to Michigan or, or, you know, 
and, you know, didn't stay in, in Canada or, you know, wasn't held back or anything like that. But he was a young kid that could have been playing high school ball here. And he was just an 18-year-old for a lot of that season and a fresh 19-year-old going up against grown men. You also have to take into consideration, um, you know, the, the COVID years that, that allowed some of these guys to stay and play in college. And, you know, even going up against older guys than he ever would have seen, he got to play with Eli Brooks. I mean, consider that for a moment, man. Guy's been in Michigan for six years. You just don't see that. And, and that's the that was kind of the landscape across college basketball that he was going up against. Took him a while to get acclimated. Took him a while to get comfortable and familiar, particularly in the system. Um, and, and I thought he did show flashes of brilliance uh, a, a lot of times in the second half of the season. I mean, you, you take a look at Big Ten play a little bit, and that's where some of his best games came uh, against some of the best competition. He had two 20-plus point games, and both against two tournament teams, including the Big Ten champion. He scored 21 against Illinois and Rutgers. I mean, that's a pretty good competition that he was going up against that he was able to produce. He also went into Assembly Hall and dropped 19 on Indiana. He showed those flashes, so... He is a little bit intriguing. Now, the interesting thing here for me is that I I was scouring some mock drafts before the show, and I cannot find Caleb Houston's name anywhere. And that is the, the thing. You know, I for Musa Diabate, you don't really see his name either, but I think that's going to change. Look, uh, Musa is incredibly athletic. He's a young guy as well. I think he's going to go ahead and test through the roof at the NBA Draft Combine. And his name is going to start shooting up draft boards. That's what I expect to happen with him because he's going to test through the roof. The, the guy is just an athletic, you know, so, so uberly athletic. So I think Moose is going to start skyrocketing uh, up on the draft boards. But that's the thing about Caleb Houston, right? As you take a look at his cons a little bit, he was inconsistent here this year. I think his ball handling, particularly at the next level, is going to be a question mark. Not Didn't really play that strong. Got bullied at times. I do think he would benefit a ton from a, a summer with Cam Sanderson. But ultimately, he, he's got to make a big decision for himself and his family. And his athleticism is going to be the determining factor here. You know, how is he going to test at the NBA Draft Combine? Because... I don't think an NBA team in the first round is going to take a chance on this kid if he doesn't really fit the athletic bill. I mean, if you're 6'8", you got a decent perimeter shot, and you are uberly athletic, you can play defense in the NBA, you can battle for rebounds, you're going to get a shot. Someone's going to take a chance on you in the first round probably. Uh, if you don't fit that athletic profile, I think you know he's got to do more to prove to NBA teams and it's all going to come down to the feedback. You know, at the end of the day, what are the NBA teams going to tell Caleb Houston? Are they going to tell him that there's a chance he goes in the first round? Because if you are a first-round pick in the NBA, you got to go. Go when you can. Become that first-round pick. Get a guaranteed contract. And then you start devoting every, pretty much every single aspect of your life to the game of basketball. You're not worried about classes or, or anything like that. You're working on your game each and every day. You're going to be in the weight room each and every day with a full-on NBA strength and conditioning program. And it, it, Caleb Houston, at the end of the day, even if he goes in the first round, he's probably going to have to spend a little time in the G League. At this point, 
I think I think the number is like 40% of active NBA players have spent at least some time in the G League. It's not the the black mark on a career, you know, that it used to be. Caleb Houston, if he has to go through the G League a little bit, I mean, that's fine if you are on a guaranteed contract. Like, if you're going to be a second-round pick, it starts getting a little bit dicey because they can cut you. You've got no guaranteed money. It's like, oh, well, you know, maybe going back to school might be the better option for you if that's the case. But if you're going to be a first-round pick, you got that guaranteed contract. doesn't matter if you're playing in the G League or the NBA. You're still getting paid. And you get to work through some things in the G League while getting, you know, significantly compensated. Um, probably more so at Michigan. Not exactly sure what the, you know, kind of prospects or dynamics of Caleb Houston in an NI, any NIL deals uh, would necessarily be. So it's it's interesting. You know, I still don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Caleb Houston is going to be gone and keep his name in the NBA draft. But again, with the invite to the NBA draft combine, I do think that the odds of him staying in the NBA draft have increased significantly. Interested to see how Caleb Houston is going to test uh, at the combine here. Because that's going to be it, man. I mean, you know he's got the height. You know he's got some perimeter shooting. I mean, he's played on some big stages too, right? Playing for Team Canada in the FIBA U19 tournament. Coming into the season, you know, last summer in July, he had 17 points to help Canada win the bronze medal, which Team Canada has not spent a lot of time on the podium in international play. I mean, the guy has showed up in big games in some really good competition. So I think NBA teams are going to be intrigued by that a little bit as well. So we'll see. Uh, the mock drafts don't necessarily mean everything that can all change following the NBA draft combine. And we're going to know a whole lot more about the prospect Caleb Houston, uh, as a potential NBA player, uh, next year. So we'll, we'll wait and see on the NBA draft combine. Uh, definitely, like I said, not a foregone conclusion that Caleb Houston is going to be staying, uh, in the NBA draft, uh, shifting real quick over to football as bet online, you know, it's May. Why wouldn't we be talking football with a whole summer to go? Uh, has released their odds to win the Big Ten Conference Football Championship here in 2022. Uh, no real surprise, the team that's always at the top of the odds, uh, Ohio State, heavy favorite actually in the conference uh, at a 1-2 to two favorite. Everyone else has uh, plus odds on them, not Ohio State, man. They are that heavy of a favorite here to win the Big Ten Championship, followed by Wisconsin at 10 to 1, which makes sense. Like Wisconsin playing in the West Division, obviously. Heavy favorites to win that division year in and year out. They absolutely choked it away in the final game of the season last year, sent Iowa to India to get absolutely pummeled by the Wolverines. Um, you know, in that game against Minnesota for Wisconsin, just an absolute choke job by them. They pretty much had the West locked up. All they needed to do was win that game, but uh, you know. P.J. Fleck rode the damn boat over him, able to get that win and keep Wisconsin out of Indy, but definitely the overwhelming favorite to win the Big Ten West and head to Indy. So at the end of the day, you know, you're kind of looking at the odds here. If Wisconsin's going to Indy, you're, you're handicapping that as sort of a one-game thing, presumably against Ohio State, uh, which Wisconsin would be heavy, heavy underdogs uh, against the Buckeyes, no question about that. But Michigan does come in at number three, 11-1 one odds 
to win the Big Ten championship. We'll, we'll get into you know the reasoning a little bit. I think we all know, given uh, the, the talent they lost to the NFL draft here this year, Penn State comes in at number four at twelve to one. Nebraska. Fifth at fourteen to one. This one surprises me a little bit, especially with losing Taylor Martinez. Uh, interesting pick for Bet Online, or interesting handicapping, I should say, for for Nebraska coming in fifth overall odds at fourteen to one. Iowa sixth at twenty to one. Michigan State seventh at twenty five to one, tied with Purdue. Followed by Minnesota at thirty eight to one. Indiana at thirty three to one. Illinois and Maryland at one hundred and one hundred to one each. Northwestern at one hundred and fifty to one. And Rutgers at two hundred to one to win the Big Ten here in twenty twenty two. And taking a look, kind of going along with it at the SP Plus rankings, uh, coinciding with these Big Ten odds a little bit. Ohio State comes in at the preseason national championship. Uh, projected, I guess you would say, for Bill Conley's SP Plus, uh, as they are number one in preseason SP Plus, and they've got a ton of returning production. I mean, even with losing a, few, a couple first round receivers and Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, uh, no big deal for Ohio State. You got CJ Stroud coming back, you got Jackson Smith and Jigba coming back. Uh, you've got Marvin Harrison Jr. waiting in the folds here as well. I mean, he kind of, you know, put the world on notice in the Rose Bowl a little bit. 76% returning production for the Buckeyes. Now, the interesting thing is, though, 70% of that is offensively, which is okay, but it's not great. Not one of the top returning productions uh, in the country. The interesting thing to me is they're returning 82% of defensive production and that was just ultimately a defense that didn't produce all that well last year you know you, you recall the Oregon game obviously Michigan put up 42 on them the defense was putrid putrid in the Rose Bowl against Utah that was an old-fashioned shootout that Ohio State was able to get done uh, on the strength of, of their offensive performers but returning 82 percent of the defensive production I mean okay you know, I know they got a new defensive coordinator. We'll, we'll see what kind of new schemes they're doing. We'll see if they can get a little more physical. Obviously, it worked for them. It's not like Ohio State had a bad season. They were Rose Bowl champions, obviously. But the strength of that team was certainly not the defense last year. So them returning 82% of defensive production, you know, while good, those those guys are probably going to get a little bit better. Uh, you know, not the same as returning 82% of offensive production. Uh, Michigan... Comes in, third best odds in the Big Ten. However, they are number four in Bill Conley's SP Plus preseason projections. Now, they are returning just 65% production are the Wolverines. However, they are returning a nation 13th best, 87% of their offensive production from a year ago. Obviously, Cade McNamara coming back along with J.J. McCarthy. That's going to be the interesting battle everyone's going to be kind of looking at. Uh, but you got quite the punch uh, with Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. You've got the whole receiving room returning uh, along with Eric All. You've got almost all of your offensive linemen returning from a year ago. And, oh, yeah, not in the returning production. You're adding an All-American center who transferred into Michigan as well. The offense Look, by all measurements, should be a juggernaut for everyone to contend with. 
here this year. The big question mark, no question, is going to be the the defensive side of the football. Michigan returning just 43% of their defensive production. Three top 45 picks in the NFL draft. Aiden Hutchinson, Dax Hill, both first-rounders. A high second-rounder, David Ajabo, who would have been a first-rounder had he not ruptured the Achilles at the Michigan Pro Day. How is Michigan going to replace some big playmakers on the defensive side of the football? That is going to be the biggest question Michigan has to answer just behind, I should say, save for who is going to be quarterbacking the Wolverines here this year. So that's obviously the big question mark. There's no secret about it there, Uh, but probably why Michigan uh, isn't even that close really in the odds with Ohio State uh, to not only win the Big Ten East, but win the Big Ten Championship overall. Wisconsin comes in at a little higher odds than Michigan. Not really surprised again with the heavy favorite they'll be uh, in the West, returning about 61% production, 63 on the offensive side of the football, 59 on the defensive side of the football. Penn State, as we mentioned, coming in there, 16th at SP+. Plus. Uh, 64% returning production, 71 on the offensive side of the football. A little more than Ohio State, just 57 on the defensive side of the football, though. Penn State's going to have some question marks there. Uh, Again, Nebraska, they return only 57% production from a year ago. And uh, let's be honest here, it wasn't all that great production. Now, were they one of the most unlucky teams in recent college football memory? Yes, absolutely. They showed signs. But again, you lost your starting quarterback, Taylor Martinez, the heart and soul of that team at the end of the day. The guy put the team on his back when they were even in games last year. How are you going to replace that if you're Scott Frost and you don't have a ton of returning production? You've recruited okay, I guess is the best way to put it throughout the years. I don't buy this on Nebraska. I'm not going to get swindled by them again because they had some close games last year. You lost the heart and soul of that team. I'm not buying it. Finally, MSU, uh, they do not have great odds here. Obviously, I mean, they play in a very tough division. They're 25-1 to to win the Big Ten, but they're returning a whole heck of a lot of production here. 72% overall reduction, uh, uh, production returning for the Spartans. 65 on the offensive side of the football. 79% on the defensive side of the football. Now, that was a, another aspect. You know, obviously Michigan State not known for their defense a year ago by any stretch of the imagination. Everyone remembers the 49 put up by Ohio State in the first half. Uh, but, I mean, Mel Tucker definitely building something there. Uh, we'll see if the defense could get a little better. That's a specialty at the end of the day, uh, Mel Tucker. So that's one to look out for, man. If you're a gambling person, who knows? Michigan State might be worth the uh, the 25 to 1 there. But we'll see how those odds kind of shift, I imagine. There will be some shifting as we get a little bit closer to Labor Day weekend and the kickoff to the season but uh, that's about gonna do it for us here on brewcast as we mentioned or as i mentioned i should say uh just a bit of a shorter show here for you today touching on some news with caleb houston and obviously uh the bet online big 10 football championship odds but uh hoping like we mentioned to have scotty back in a couple of weeks and we'll see what kind of guests and uh you know people we can talk to in the upcoming weeks here on Brewcast. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Make sure to follow the Maze and Brew page at Maze and Brew. You can follow the Brewcast Show page as well at Brewcast Show. Subscribe, rate, and leave a review for all of our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. We are everywhere, and we've got so many great shows coming your way on the SB Nation Podcast Network uh, here for Maze and Brew 
podcast. That's going to wrap it up for us here tonight. Thank you for listening. I'm Luke Yardy, and we'll see you next week.